And now, it's time for Lawyers for Jesus Radio, lighting our path through law. A show about faith in the law and in the marketplace. Featuring the partners from the law firm Mauk and Baker. Located in downtown Chicago, Mauk and Baker is nationally known for defending freedom and serving the people of faith. And now, Lawyers for Jesus. Good afternoon. Welcome to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm John Mauk, and today we're going to talk with law professor Morris Tan, a believer and a professor of law at Northern Illinois University, visiting scholar at Northwestern University Law School. He's dedicated his studies to international justice. I'm an attorney and partner at the law firm of Malkin Baker in Chicago. We're Christian attorneys that focus on serving the body of Messiah with its legal needs. We do everything from zoning to estate planning, nonprofit administration, and religious freedom litigation. You can find more about us by going to maukbaker.com. That's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com or call 312-726-1243 or follow us on Facebook and Twitter to keep up to date on developments about faith in the law, particularly faith in the law regarding the Chicago area. Now, Morris Tan is a member of the American Society of International Law. He has worked tirelessly to promote justice abroad, especially in North Korea, which is one of the worst human rights situations in the world. Morris, thank you for agreeing to come to our show. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. How did you get interested in human rights in North Korea, Morris, and particularly the legal aspects? What what led you into that? that? That's a great question. I was actually a college student, and I went to a meeting about North Korea that was focusing on the terrible famine that was going on in North Korea in the mid-90s. And I was astonished because I had not known what was going on in North Korea, and I felt a great sense of compassion and concern for the people who are undergoing uh, such terrible things in the country. And so I became part of a prayer group um, that formed after that meeting that was also helping with some humanitarian aid uh, for North Korea in the limited way that we could do so as college students. But then when I applied to law school, uh, when I applied to Northwestern, where I ended up getting my JD, I wrote my personal statement about wanting to go there in order to do something about North Korea. That was the central focus of what I wrote about. You went to Northwestern Law School with the intention of being able to help uh, our brothers and sisters and, and non-believers in North Korea through the law? That's right. That's right. That's right. And I'm one of those strange people who actually does what I wrote in my personal statement to law school. And so... Um, when I first started publishing legal scholarship on North Korea, there was hardly even a trickle of such scholarship. And I've always wished it to grow. I think that trickle has become a stream, and I would look forward to it becoming a river. So this has been a heart cry as well as a matter of scholarship. And I believe uh, I, I do it with a sense of calling and mission. 
Well, Morris, since North Korea, as far as as far as I can tell, is is essentially lawless there, and whatever the leader says is the law. Uh, how is that amenable to uh, a scholarship? They, they, there's almost nothing there within the society to work with. Well, North Korea has ratified pertinent treaties and is subject to various aspects of international law, such as international humanitarian law, as well as human rights law, as well as international criminal law. And so in terms of their de facto implementation of their own domestic law, it is almost non-existent because I... The situation is so bad, I had to coin a new term to describe it, namely the term rightlessness, that the state imposes uh, rightlessness upon its people and does not honor or respect any of the rights of their people. So it is a state of rightlessness, but there are these other aspects of law that are applicable. And uh, Lord willing, it would be fabulous if there could be a uh, restructuring of the whole legal system in a unified Korea. But the constitutions that they write are window dressing. They're intended for basically persuading the international uh, world out there that North Korea is not as bad as it actually is. And so the various uh, iterations of the constitution usually have typical human rights upholding sorts of language, but if you read them carefully, you also note that they have provisions in there, override provisions in the Constitution where what it comes down to, whatever the party and the Supreme Rulers say uh, can override oh, anything yeah. else. Of, uh, of course, and uh, this is Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm John Malk with the law firm of Malk and Baker, and we're speaking with Christian law professor Morris Tan, or I should say he's a law professor who's a follower of Jesus, uh, discussing North Korea and the lawlessness there, or the really the window dressing of their of their constitution. Uh, so, so Morris is the legal strategy in trying to get North Korea. Uh, to change, to uh, really show the world uh, the hypocrisy of uh, of their constitution and their enforcement of it, that they they say they have rights, but they don't allow that. And, and can that be done through scholarship, or does that need to be done by reporters uh, uh, talking about people starving in their gulag? I think scholarship tends to reach a smaller segment of the population. One of the reasons why I do media work like this and uh, many others is that I do think it would be helpful for the word to get out more broadly. I do think they feel pressure from this. The North Korean leadership feels pressure from this and they greatly fear the prospect of prosecution because they have a lot of blood on their hands. It is the worst human rights situation, bar none in the world. They have been committing genocide against Christians, as well as anyone who is not fully ethnically Korean. 
They have been committing war crimes and crimes against humanity. This is the worst human rights situation in the world. The concentration camps are a real, um, a really emblematic aspect of this. You can imagine the concentration camps of Hitler, Mao, and Stalin, and you would have a pretty good sense of what's going on in the North Korean concentration camps. But a way that they are even worse in North Korea is that they punish three generations of those um, who are related to someone who is deemed anti-regime. And so a grandson or a granddaughter of a grandfather who ran afoul of the, of the regime could find themselves themselves born in a concentration camp for no other reason than being a descendant of of someone who uh, was out of the favor of the regime. Well, one thing that the Bible tells us we can do, uh, we do have spiritual uh, weapons because in addition to this being a socio-political issue, uh, that's also a spiritual issue because there is God and God knows and God has allowed this and uh, we know the people of Korea certainly have been crying out, both North and South Korea, for a long mm -hmm. time. And, and, and maybe the prayers are, are finally uh, going to be answered, but mm. maybe we need reinforcement. How would you advise to pray for the situation in North Korea? There are many ways to pray, and if I could give a few specifics along these lines, one is pray for wisdom for all the leaders who are dealing with the dual crises of the security crisis as well as the human rights crises of North Korea. Pray for the small number of believers who are left because there has been uh, systematic martyring of those who, who confess the name of Jesus in North Korea. Um, pray that North Korea and South Korea can reunify and can rebuild. Uh, you can pray that there would be some measure of justice um, that can be restored to the society. Um, there, are, there are many ways to potentially pray for North Korea, um, but those are a few. Well, coming up, we're going to talk further about the importance of Morristown's involvement in Korea, North Korea, and internationally, and how we as believers can have a part and are part of God's plan to bring about justice on all of those levels. This is Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm John Malk with the law firm of Malk & Baker. You can reach us at 312-726-1243. That's maukbaker.com, M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com, a Christian law firm in Chicago serving churches, ministries, businesses, and individuals in their legal needs. Call us at 312-726-1243.
Welcome back to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm John Mauck, partner of the law firm Mauck & Baker, and we're talking with author and law professor Morris Tan, who is a follower of Jesus and has been leading in the academic community uh, studies and articles and uh, law reviews concerning the legal situation in North Korea, all with an intent of helping the people there who are suffering so much uh, find justice and find a measure of, of liberty. Um, Morris, before the break, we were talking about the ways we can pray for North Korea because uh, that is one of the weapons that we have often underutilized. And sometimes people just say, oh, Lord, I pray for North Korea. And you gave us some more specifics. Can you tell us about some times when prayer has been answered to encourage us and help us direct our further prayer? I would be happy to. One is that three U.S. citizens who are being held in North Korea have been released. Uh, this is a major development that has happened. Two of them were faculty members with the Pyongyang University of Science and Technology. And I know of many people who are praying for their release. And so this is a major recent answer to prayer that uh, took place. You also have, remarkably, the stoppage of anti-American propaganda coming from within North Korea, which is astonishing, given that the society had been permeated with anti-American propaganda. And so there are answers to prayer that are happening. I do believe that we are in a historic process right now towards resolving the human rights and security crises of North Korea. And I've seen more developments in that direction than I ever have uh, in all the time that I've been following and researching this closely. Well, that's that's encouraging. I know it's been a long haul and there's so much further to go, but now may be the time to uh, pour on the prayer energy, uh, perhaps by, by fasting. When we think about the starvation that's occurred over time in North Korea and yeah. Uh, that's that's been in, involuntary, but we can we can connect. I think when we uh, experience uh, hunger, mm -hmm. um, we can connect to the feeling of our brothers and sisters and uh, and non-believers, uh, yeah. all of the people of North Korea who are who are suffering, and perhaps pray better or or more intensely uh, a two or yeah. three day fast uh, with a prayer group or just or just individually, uh, God will hear these prayers. God does hear mm -hmm. them, but mm -hmm. often there has to be a critical mass of people uh, coming together, and then God says, okay, now now we can move. And I, I hope that's, yeah. I hope that's uh, what's going to happen in North Korea, and I, I'm very glad that at least we're addressing the issue because it seems yes, the prior administrations have have swept North Korea um, under the rug the issues uh, uh, you know kick the can down the, the road yes indeed you know this has quite appropriately been the number one priority for this uh, administration and you're exactly right that 
whether it was the State of the Union address or various other speeches, uh, this uh, president, this administration has not been afraid to handle the human rights as well as the security crises posed by North Korea. And this is happening to an extent, um, a greater extent than it has, uh, than it has over in any other administration. And so I give the current administration great credit along these lines as it deserves. And I truly believe that we are in a historic process that could actually resolve these crises and bring well, you, a resolution in the future. Of course, uh, North, North Korea is, is uh, just one of many uh, areas around the world where there is religious liberty crisis. You're listening to sure. Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm John Malk of Malk and Baker, and we're speaking with Morris Tan, a member of the American Society of International Law who's worked to promote justice abroad throughout the world through his services as a law professor at Northern Illinois University. Morris, uh, mm -hmm. Tell us about some of the other uh, religious liberty or civil liberty uh, hotspots around the world and what we can do to address those, both as a nation and as individuals and, and believers who, who will pray for those who are persecuted. That's a great question, and there are a number of places that I would like to highlight along these lines. You have in Myanmar a conflict between the largely Hindu government and the Rohingya um, Muslim population there. Uh, it has been called ethnic cleansing by, uh, by the prior Secretary of State. It is a very serious situation. Uh, and, is and, another... and you said Myanmar. Uh, yes, tell Myanmar. our listeners where where that is, and describe describe that nation a little. It's in Southeast Asia. It's also known as Burma, so you can hear it referred uh, to either way. Uh, you have actually a well-known Nobel Peace Prize winning uh, human rights activist who is the titular president of of Myanmar but it does seem like the military is ascendant and they are the ones who are uh, committing many of these uh, serious mass atrocity crimes uh, that are, that are going on there. You also have um, situations in the Western hemisphere as well. For example, in Venezuela, Venezuela, uh, the government there has been committing all sorts of crimes against its own people. It is in a state of tremendous conflict and chaos right now. Colombia is another where you have a 52-year civil war that has ceased, but there are, um, there are processes to try to restore a measure of justice, but there are some aspects of that that need to be watched very closely as well. Um, you have an ongoing process in Guatemala as well, to mention a few hotspots in the Western Hemisphere. The Middle East, which has had uh, a lot of ongoing conflicts, also present a number of situations, particularly 
in Yemen and Syria, Iran and Iraq, as perhaps are better known. But you have the makings potentially of a wider regional war that is transpiring with Saudi Arabia and Iran being the prime uh, primary um, uh, belligerents in, in such a conflict. But you have tremendous mass atrocity crimes that are going on there. Uh, in Africa, you have the Central African Republic. You have Nigeria, where Boko Haram and groups like that are uh, engaged in mass atrocities. That's, that is going on as we speak. In Sudan and South Sudan, there are also serious, uh, serious mass atrocity crimes that are going on, too. Well, yes, there's a, 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 such a list, and uh, such a long list. And it could, I suppose, be really discouraging uh, if you don't know the Lord. Even if you do know the Lord, uh, we need to be encouraged uh, to keep on fighting and keep on learning and keep on praying. Could you outline uh, a couple ways that America as a government and, and Christians uh, as individuals and, and within their churches and denominations uh, can have an influence should should for example a, a church try to focus on one particular nation where it can uh, ha have an influence rather than um, maybe look at this whole situation and say uh, oh God just help them it's it's such a vast problem yes indeed I think even picking one or two or three of these would be worthwhile things to focus uh, prayers on. The United States government is uniquely equipped to be able to address these situations through uh, multiple ways, diplomatically, economically, militarily where necessary, um, and, and so forth. Um, and, you know, there are actually um, the Office of Global Criminal Justice, for example, is a unique office in all of world history has never existed in any other country uh, elsewhere um, to address these uh, most serious mass atrocity crimes and so that would be a particular office to pray for as well as these serious mass atrocity crimes the worst in the world are being addressed yes well thank you so much morris for coming in today and and helping us learn more about these issues and uh, and we'll be watching and 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 praying. If you have a legal need or a question and want the perspective of a local Christian attorney, contact us at Malkin Baker. You can reach us at 312-726-1243. That's malkbaker.com. M A U C K B A K E R.com. Christian law firm in Chicago serving churches, ministries, businesses, and individuals in their legal needs. Call us and mention Lawyers for Jesus for a free consultation. God bless you and go with God. You're gonna have to save somebody. Yes, indeed, you're gonna have to serve somebody.